0: So Chris Shime, I am losing. We're losing our podcast virginities to each other right now. We I don't are, know if you realize what's going on. We've kind of flirted with, uh, you know, maybe doing some things not working with each other in the past, but mm-hmm. now we're going. We're full blown. We're effing on the first date right now. Yeah, this is
1: full, full. Yeah, my level's way too high. uh, <laughs> uh
0: We are, you know, close off Rated rock
1: right now. This is nuts.
0: Yeah, so anybody listening to this who is wondering, you know, what is this, what am I listening to, where the hell are Andy and Ryan? I listen to this podcast because I listen for Andy Hart. Andy Hart's not here. Who are these jabronis? You might somewhat know who I am because I kind of said, I said a few words over at our Lord Hobo show the other day. Um, I'm John, I'm their producer, I'm here with Chris Scheim. Uh, so what we will be doing here is every Saturday morning... We will be dropping a. Uh, what? What are you yelling at me for here?
1: Turn it down a little bit. I don't want. You, I don't want you blowing get, up people's see, ears here, John. See,
0: this is what we mean. We get way too excited about gambling. We do because that's was, what really, this is. Really and now, we've been, now we've been talking way too loud this whole time, especially because
1: Mutt won't let us on. So, and that, <laughs> this is our only opportunity. Well,
0: as long as we record two episodes of this, we will. We will have recorded more episodes <laughs> than Mutt has. It's
1: true. Eminem Investments <laughs> didn't last too long.
0: Yeah. So we we you and I. uh part of our job last season was sitting here watching Patriots games watching NFL and so we did a lot of gambling with each other we so, sure did so we witnessed you witnessed a lot of heartbreak on my end the the Browns uh the Browns Buccaneers uh, overtime game that yes, was a parlay that was
1: difficult for you. That was a I, difficult moment.
0: Yeah, I was I was in shambles. The Todd Gurley taking a knee on the one yard line. I lost out <laughs> I lost on an eleven team parlay because of that.
1: You John is the king of <laughs> betting five dollars on a
0: ridiculously large <laughs> parlay. I feel like I'm wasting money if I don't spend it on that though.
1: I know. Oh, I mean that's how your boy won his big money last year. Sixteen parlay, I bet like twenty five bucks, ended up coming so, home with I, two I,
0: G's. Yeah, I was gonna t I was gonna tell you, I was gonna ask you to tell that story. So you actually Last season you uh you you had your big parlay and then you hedged your bet. So it was three parlays that built up as they as they continued, but it was all the same one. The same teams were included in this parlay as it got lower and you hit all of them.
1: Exactly. It was the greatest thing ever. I had I had one big parlay that I'm like, all right, I'm gonna wager twenty five bucks here and then I picked like three teams out of them out of that big parlay and made two other parlays of the three teams so I think it was like the Bears Chiefs and say the Seahawks in one and then in the other one I had put the Bears Chiefs because I was that confident they were going to win and the Patriots Um, and then I ended up hitting on all these teams winning and it was very lucrative Uh, that was the climax of my season then it started to dwindle a little bit but you know we we stayed afloat it was good
0: right so one thing, so we'll, th- this podcast will have more of a league-wide focus. Every week, we will hit on Patriots because that's something that we have to do because uh, we, well, yeah, we're certainly required to. But And also, I mean, we, we might as well put money on the Patriots as well. I hate sitting here in this room in this new building because every single time somebody walks down the hallway, they look in at me and I'm oh, like- Oh, like, see, I'd love that. Like, I just yeah, want to say hello. It's a dude talking into the mic. Hey, guys. Relax, how are you? Okay. Um yeah, so so this will be a medium for us, but the the, the gambling part of this it's kind of like the zombies in the Walking Dead. It's like there are zombies, but it's not really about the zombies. Like, exactly. This is more about us. And, and one can make the case that a podcast is just a place for a male to overshare their opinions. So we have gambling is the crux of this, but it's it's basically a platform for us to overshare our NFL opinions. As exactly.
1: Well. We uh, have very strong NFL opinions. We shared right? with them with each other uh, just about every Sunday when we're here uh, monitoring the Patriots games Mm -hmm. and uh, helping Glenn with the old post game show. And and so we felt what better way to overshare our opinions than with Everybody on this podcast,
0: yes, on the off day channel as well. So, uh, just the make little, sure to like
1: and subscribe.
0: Yes, and everybody, so everybody, listen to this. This is a shorter episode, and we drop it on Saturday. Well, a, we're not going to step on the heels of Andy and Ryan during the week, even though I'm doing all the work for them. And <laughs> last last night, the last time they recorded, they're literally at Gillette at 9:30 p.m. after covering five events. I am at a bar in Brighton <laughs> with a Lord with a uh, a boom sauce in front of me, Ooh, they, which they are, I, I believe I I believe I can say this now that they are they are sponsoring the entire podcast network I believe. Ooh, uh, I look at that. Email about Thank that you that Lord today. Hobo. We'll, yeah, so and we'll be doing some live well, I don't know about me and you but the other podcast <laughs> <Yeah, laughs>
1: I don't know if it'll go much beyond we, today but
0: we might not get invited to the live, any of the live podcasts at the Lord Hobo location. We'll be there in spirit. Maybe we will, maybe we will. I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, I was down there literally drinking a beer while they're down recording. <laughs> well, I, I can't go down to, I'm not driving out to Gillette like so just to sit there and do nothing. Right. So it's like they're they're down do the work they send it up to me. I I do all that stuff. So, but part of that was I, I, Rob Bradford said he wanted me to be a voice on it as well. So I said, okay, well, how about if I do a little Saturday thing with Shime because we talk gambling anyway. We need a consistent gambling uh, podcast on this on this website. Cause... Exactly.
1: People need to know, especially when we have the wonderful people down at Twin River so close that we can go down, make our bets, watch some games down there. Right. They're wonderful sports book. It's a beautiful place.
0: And that's going to be our Friday ritual. So we record this on a Friday, drop Saturday morning. Afterwards, every week, you and I will be hopping in the car with each other, roadieing down to uh, Twin River. We'll be singing uh, pop music in the car. We'll be doing the killers, Carly Rae Jepsen's It's Ray Always Ray a Good Time. I'll do the Carly Rae part. You do the Owl City part. I can do that.
1: I, <laughs> I can definitely hit those notes. Are you kidding can, me?
0: Yeah, you can hit the high notes on that. So, uh, so what we're gonna do do in the preseason? We're gonna do more broad uh, look aheads on the rest of the season. So Your futures, right? Yeah. So we're doing futures up until the season starts. When the season starts, maybe we'll each give a couple picks. I don't know. It's very fluid. We'll see where this goes when we get there. Maybe we'll have some bells and whistles. Ooh, I don't know. We'll bells see. And we'll, see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. To that I'll That's be over France, here. to yeah. we, We'll have Ken Laird come do drops for us. Oh, you fancy, huh? <laughs> So today we're gonna hit on. Uh, we're gonna hit on MVP. Uh, when the uh, winners of the uh, NFC, winners of the AFC, and the Super Bowl pick, we'll give our pick for all of these, and we will do uh, what we think the best bet sort of thing is there. Yep. So, Shime, I'll throw to you for the first. Your pick for MVP.
1: Okay, so my pick for MVP, I think it's pretty obvious. Um, that Patrick Mahomes is the clear favorite. He's right. plus Plus four hundred. There's nobody even close to him. Like the next closest is plus a, plus a thousand. I'm not gonna go with Mahomes. I think Mahomes is of course gonna have some drop off. He was phenomenal last year, but just history has shown that anybody who break or throws for fifty touchdowns has at least a little bit of regression the following season. Right. And so I think my guy, and I just I feel like he's gonna have a huge year. He's been progressing in this direction the entire time. I'm gonna take Russell Wilson at plus eighteen hundred. I think the value is awesome there. I think he is going to be the centerpiece of that Seahawks team, especially the offense. Uh, and, and, I mean, His accuracy is some of the best in, fo- in all of football, and especially in the deep ball. And if he can really connect with a lot of his receivers, I think Wilson is poised to have a fantastic year. And so I'm going to go with Russell Wilson. He's going to be my MVP.
0: Okay, and for my MVP pick, this is the person who I think will win MVP, I am going at plus 2,000. He is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, about 10th or 11th on this list. I'm going to go with Matt Ryan for this. And I pick Ryan because, and people people the last two years, especially at the place we work, if you listen to the hot take artists on the air here, Matt Ryan sucks. You know, he sucks, Christian. He sucks. <laughs> my first ever attempt at a, at a Glenn Ordway you, Your Glenn
1: Ordway needs work. I'm telling you, John, you got to look at the 4K TVs. You'll be able to see it all right there. Andrew Luck is way better than Matt Ryan.
0: <laughs> well, so my thing with Matt Ryan, wins MVP a few years ago. Last year, he had, like, roughly the same the same statistics, and we hate—you and I—I I don't know about you as much as me. I hate box score statistics. You will learn this about us. We are—we will cite DVOA a lot. We will yep. cite more analytical stats more than we will and box And I'm a big eye stats. test guy.
1: I can see yeah. with my own eyes what teams are good and what teams are bad, who's right. playing well and who's not. It's mm-hmm. very—and it's very obvious, and I think people just—they they look too heavy, like you said, into the box score.
0: Right. And it's so my, my thing is, I, do like, I like to do the eye test, and then I like to check more of the advanced stuff and see, like, okay, does this match up with what I think? And sometimes it doesn't, and I read more about it. You know, sometimes it changes my opinion. Sometimes I disagree. Whatever. It's the way it is. It's football, and that's all we care about as men. Uh, <laughs> so my thing with Matt Ryan. So like I was saying, very similar stats last year to his MVP season. The big issue with the Falcons last year was offensive line. They had a horrible offensive line, and they had a lot of injuries as well. But they've completely retooled that this offseason. They bring in a bunch of interior guys, Jamon Brown and James Carpenter, who may not start but the two of them at left guard with one another, that kind of – I'll go i will go way too deep into offensive line stuff all the time. We love offensive <laughs> line I know. So the thing you
1: learn about the two of us is yeah. we are guys, because we love the inner workings of football, we love offensive and defensive line play.
0: Like last night we had the Hall of Fame game. I watched Dalton Reisner on the Broncos, <laughs> and I watched uh, Chris Lindstrom on the Falcons for the whole game. Both uh, – both high draft pick uh Reisner was a second round pick uh the other one Lidstrom was a was a first round pick on the Falcons. I'm watching them all game. But Lidstrom particularly and Caleb McGarry, they drafted them in the first round this year. To they're going to start on the right side of the Falcons' o-line. McG- uh, McGarry has some has some health issues right now, but I don't know, whatever. I won't go down deep down the, the Falcons' offensive line. No, radical, but I think with I the
1: do, retooled but. offensive line, it's going to allow them to get back to a lot more of what Shanahan allowed them to do with his right, scheme, right. In the play-action run game, which is where Matt Ryan succeeds. And if he's able to fake that play-action, get uh, Devontae Freeman... Incorporated a lot into the offense and then really kind of bait those linebackers. Matt Ryan's going to dice a lot of Mm -hmm. teams, especially if Julio Jones is healthy and ready to
0: go. Yep. And so, Matt, so Devonta Freeman going down was a big thing last year because the hodgepodge of Edo Smith and Tevin Coleman kind of couldn't hang last year.
1: No, Tevin Coleman's a a scat back. He's not a a between the tackles runner.
0: Right. So they need Coleman to be healthy. Chances are he'll get hurt at some point. Probably it's not the whole last year, it was only a couple games. They need that same thing to happen this year. Uh, because so Dirk Cutter is back, and Dirk Cutter and Dan Quinn had said we're not running the vertical scheme that Dirk Cutter ran here seven years ago when they went fourteen and two. They're trying to run similar to what Shanahan and even to a degree Sarkeesian ran, just not uh, jet sweeps from the one yard line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're they're yeah they're just trying to they're just trying to do uh do away with that, that
1: zone read run offense is yeah. what they're looking and
0: for. And so the reason why I pick Ryan over a guy like Wentz, for example is that Ryan's year sort of starts out harder newer system they might get off to a slow start they have like they have something like the third or fourth easiest uh i don't know if it's defense in general or past defenses that they're facing at the end of the season so I think the Falcons will make will blow up the last like 5 or 6 weeks of the season and we'll get some free we'll get some recency bias in there and the voters will be like well Matt Ryan just went on this tear you know maybe they go 11 and 5 get a bye week or something like that his stats will probably be amazing as well just like it was last year even the last year they went as a team they went 7 and 9 and that skewed everyone's perception of Matt Ryan so I picked Matt Ryan at uh at he was plus 2000 so Yeah and
1: I think so I think I think those are good picks for us I think ultimately though I think my best bet of here of this list. I think the best bet's Andrew Luck at plus twelve hundred. I think I think Patrick like I said, I think Patrick Mahomes is scheduled for a bit of a fall off. And and I don't mean like a large fall off. I still think I said to you earlier, thirty five and ten sounds about right for Mahomes this season. Thirty five touchdowns, ten interceptions. But I think Andrew Luck is poised to have a big year. He has a an offensive line now. Quentin Nelson is one of the best picks they could have possibly made. And he really anchors that offensive line. He allows Andrew Luck to sit in the pocket and throw the football. I think if he can bring his interception numbers down, I think Andrew Luck is a shoe-in to win this MVP.
0: Yeah, and I'd say my my best bet, I was kind of, it appears we have different definitions of best bet. I was kind of going off of, yours probably makes more sense, now that I think about it. Yeah, where's I the was, guaranteed money? I, was, I
1: think there's more guaranteed money in Luck.
0: Okay, that makes sense. So I was, I was thinking like, Who's somebody who is very low on the list? Who you think has a very, very good chance of Ooh, winning? Oh, dark
1: horse. It. So yeah, see, you got to use that, better words, John. That, that's
0: something like dark horse. And I'm gonna pick. This is this is one that's not making a lot. That I don't think anyone's ever gonna agree with. I think Lamar Jackson is ranked way too low on oh, this list. See, I disagree. See, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's like a major shoe in to win it. I think he should be. He should be above Baker Mayfield. On At this.
1: plus five thousand, I would rather go down two spots, get plus six thousand, and grab Saquon Barkley. The Giants offense is going to be trash. Even if Eli Manning isn't starting. Uh
0: well if they I, may, if the Giants make the playoffs, Saquon Barkley's getting a VP. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. So fair. like
1: if if the Giants succeed, it's because of Saquon Barkley. Right. He's literally going to carry them on his back.
0: So so my thing with Lamar Jackson, better running backs around him this year in the backfield, better wide receivers as well. O line is still good. Full year under his belt. Last year they switched schemes at midseason. It's not like they were practicing it the whole time. Greg Roman uh, succeeded with Kaepernick back in uh, 2011, 2012 in San Francisco, and also um, great, uh, awesome O line. I didn't know. I didn't note about this. Um, he will also th- oh, he's – Mark Andrews was phenomenal last year. He was one of the most efficient tight ends in the league last year. So Lamar Jackson's going to be throwing to him a lot. And also, oh, this is this is what I was uh, trying to come up with before. Last year, Lamar Jackson came very close to breaking Michael Vick's, like, rush attempts record, something like that, in, like, nine less games than Vick played. Yeah. So he's going to be – they're going to be scheming. All. He has the chance to have insane stats. And if he does – if if it does get to insane territory, then he's – yeah, he's an MVP watch. I, I mean, insane, season, insane has but, to
1: be put in quotation marks because yeah. I'll be uh, impressed if he throws for more than 3,200 yards. I don't – That's if, fair. But what if he rushes
0: for, like, 1,500? OK, I, well, that, I, that's a lot for that's, that, that, that. That's might a be, lot that might for a reach, quarterback. If, he, if like, he rushes for a thousand yards and thirty five hundred yards, though, I, I mean, I guess, I that, guess.
1: But I, I, I just I think I feel like it's unlikely.
0: OK, that's fair personally. All right. Let's move on to uh, and th- th- this might this might get into a little bit repetitive territory. I'll try not to repeat myself too much because a lot of these, you know, dark horse for this dark horse for that. It, me- it means the team, you know, the player, whatever. Uh, So, Shime, your your pick for winning the NFC.
1: It's so difficult. Like, the NFC, there's some talent here, but there's a lot of issues. I'm going to go—I'm going to stick—I'm going to kind of roll with— uh, I think the team that's going to win the NFC, let's put it this way, team that's going to win the NFC, I think is going to be the New Orleans Saints. At 4-1 to one odds, you're not going to get great money there, but I think— I, it just makes sense. I know Drew Brees kind of fell off a little bit at the end of last season, but I think you'll see the Rams come down. I think the Bears come down a lot. I don't think the Packers are going to resurge as well as people do. The same with the Eagles. Packers are very high on this Yeah, they've been high everywhere. Aaron Rodgers is number two on the MVP list. That mm-hmm. doesn't make sense to me. And I think a lot of the NFC teams, there's a drop off in talent. And so I think... I think the New Orleans Saints are the best bet. They have two of the best offensive weapons in the league in Kamara and Michael Thomas. They have Drew Brees, who's still an amazing quarterback. He may not have the same arm strength he once had, but he's still going to know what to do. He's like Peyton Manning. If, if and he's if, better than Peyton Manning with a spaghetti arm, right? And so, I, and, and and their defense has drastically improved the last couple of years. Yep. So I think, and being able to play in a dome half your games in the year is pretty nice. Yeah, that helps. I'm going to take the Saints at four to one.
0: Uh so my my pick for for winning the NFC is uh the Philadelphia Eagles at thir- they are at 13 to 2 odds. And part of why I picked them it and this is this there's th- th- it, Carson Wentz is such a a X factor in this because he has if, to stay healthy. If he gets injured they're they're, they're done. Yeah. They, there's no Nick They're Foles not going to be able to do anything. It's
1: it's Carson Wentz or bust.
0: Right. They have this amazing offensive line. They have Miles Sanders who probably will, you know, rookie running backs who aren't Saquon Barkley tend to start slow and maybe come on later down the line. Jordan Howard's still there. Uh, they brought back Darren Sproles, which is good for passing situations, first and, and long, teams. second and long, stuff like that. Uh, J.J. arcega White, Side bring in Deshaun Jackson. They've got an amazing receiver core. Defense should be fine. They're one of the smartest teams in the league from a coaching and from a front office standpoint. I think if they make it to the playoffs, they're at least making it to the NFC Championship. I find I would find it hard for them not to. Um, last year they probably would have if Alshon Jeffrey, you know, you can, you can play who would have done this, who would have done that. If, mm-hmm. if, if game, there's a million of them, but Alshon Jeffrey dropped a, drops that pass. If he catches that, they make the NFC Championship game.
1: Yeah, I think, the, I think the Eagles are an easy pick for a lot of people because I think they're shoe-ins in the division. Similar right. to what we get with the Patriots just about every year, is it's like I feel like they're going to kind of roll out of bed and win this division. Like yeah. The only people really challenging them are the Cowboys, and the Cowboys aren't that good, especially if Zeke is holding out for any period of time.
0: Right, and, and look ahead of them too. It's like the Rams are not a shoe-in to win their division. Nope. The Saints are not a shoe-in. The, the Saints could come in third in their division. The Falcons could come in third in their division.
1: Realistically, you're probably right,
0: yeah. Right, and uh, like the Bears and Packers are both in the same division. They're ranked ahead of the Eagles on this list.
1: Yeah, that's um, why the, the NFC five. is tough. Um, but now going towards like more dark horse pick, I really like the Seahawks at 15-1. to mm-hmm. That's why I chose Russell Wilson as my MVP. I think the Seahawks are poised to have a big year. Pete Carroll has proven to be one of the better coaches in football. I think their defense is going to get better. And I think Russell Wilson, like I said, poised to have a huge year, carry that offense, I'm taking the Seahawks as my dark horse here at fifteen to one.
0: A dark horse for me, I would say the Carolina Panthers, and that's a. It's the same thing as Wentz though, because with Cam Newton's arm, if that stinks, then you're screwed. Yeah, you're screwed. Unless Will Greer's is just nasty. Yeah, you're poisoned. Uh, the, the
1: Panthers are set to have production because they have guys like McCaffrey right. on offense, and then guys like Luke Keekley on defense. But it it comes down to an X factor in Cam Newton. If Cam Newton stays healthy, like he did in that fifteen and one season. Mm-hmm. The, Panthers are set up pretty nicely. Right.
0: and they, they fixed their own line as well. They brought in uh, Matt Paradis from the Broncos, although I mm-hmm. believe he went out with a concussion in practice the other oh, day. Let's so let's hope he comes back. <laughs> so they, they need him. Um, they could have a situation on their hands, too, where they have a dual tight end monster. Because if Ian, Ian Thomas showed a lot of flash the last couple of weeks of last year. So if him and Greg Olson, and, and the thing about that is if Ian Thomas comes along, they can limit Greg Olson, not have him break his foot for the sixth time in the last two <laughs> years. And they don't need to reach for having Chris Hogan on the field too much. You can roll with Curtis, uh, Curtis Samuel and... Um, and uh, D- and DJ Moore, and then on on defense, they even they brought in uh they bring in Gerald McCoy, they drafted the end in the first round. I forget his name. Front seven solid, back end is really young, but at least they have Eric Reed and Trey Boston as like veteran leaders in that group to kind of push the younger guys. And if you watch All or Nothing, they did that. Eric yeah. Reed was very he pushed the, uh, those younger guys a lot. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it, it's Cam Newton. It, it's Cam Newton's arms. That's why they're they're yeah, dark, They're they're my dark horse pick there.
1: All right. What do you got for your uh, best bet in the AFC?
0: Uh, my best bet in the AFC uh, is the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, it has to be, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it, 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 is there is there any explanation for it? No, like they're the I don't only, think you need to. Right? There's, they're the only team that you know their their model of setting up to like you know win on the margins and everything like that. Like that's no they've other won, team does it like that. They've
1: appeared in four straight Super Bowls, winning three of them. Right. They've appeared in what 9 consecutive
0: AFC Championship games. Yeah. And the defense uh, the defense just looks unbelievable right now.
1: It's it, the defense looks ahead of the offense and you know Tom Brady's going to figure it out. He's going to be fine. Yep. Especially if that offensive line is good. As long as the offensive line is good, this Patriots team is poised to win the AFC again. Uh, that's my best bet as well. I I don't think there's much argument there. Like I, I know everybody's still high on the Chiefs, but I think you're you're bound to see the Chiefs regress a little bit. And there's always the Andy Reid factor. It's the one thing the Patriots don't have. Bill Belichick does not have issues in big moments. Andy Reid does. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the difference.
0: That's kind of what I was going for on the other side. Because I know I said, so I had said Matt Ryan MVP, but Eagles Super Bowl. I think if it came down to Eagles and Falcons in the Super Bowl, who's smarter, Doug Peterson or Dan Quinn? Exactly. Same thing with the Patriots. You're going to trust Doug Peterson. Right. Who's smarter, Bill Belichick or Andy Reid? Bill, Bill Belichick, Belichick Hundred times out of hundred. Although Frank, I'd probably say Frank Reich's smarter than Andy Reid too. Although the, that divisional round last year uh, made made me question that um, a little bit there.
1: So it's not much of a dark horse, but I think that's exactly where I would go with my like kind of dark horse pick is Indianapolis. I don't trust just about any team in the AFC outside of the Patriots, Chiefs, or the Colts, I guess. And so that's why I'm, I'd make the Colts my dark horse pick. Right. It's not much of a dark horse pick at six to one, but I'm looking at you. Look at the list and you get teams like the Steelers at nine to one. Blech. Texans at twenty to one, yeah. Ravens at twenty one, yeah. Like I don't, I don't like any of those. The only, the only team that I could even fathom is maybe the Ravens if if Lamar Jackson has this MVP season, like you said. Uh, th- then maybe I-, I think John Harbaugh is a good enough coach to get them there. But outside of that, like, unless I don't, the other team cheats. <laughs> I, outside of that, though, I just I don't see a dark horse in the AFC coming up. I think it, it's it's going to come down to three teams. I know everybody's high on the Browns, but I think it's going to come down to the Chiefs, Patriots, Colts. That's it. It's going to be right. one of those
0: three. And I, yeah, I'd say my my dark horse, if I were to pick one, that's kind of low. This is going off the Lamar Jackson thing. The fact that the Ravens are at twenty to one behind of- behind the Steelers and the Browns, though, because I think they're I think they're the best team in that division. Mm-hmm. The Steelers may end up winning it. The Browns have a really bad O line. Yeah. I think they're going to have a bad O line. That this Kevin Lightler
1: trade killed them.
0: Like th- that can tank an entire team because mm-hmm. even though their defense is great on paper, they have all they have all these the sexiest skill position players. You could I could I could Mark James it and just list all their names with no context about what they do. The O line could literally tank that entire operation and Baker
1: Mayfield is still he's only played one season in the NFL and like he looked pretty good he looks like a serviceable NFL quarterback but he's not a superstar he doesn't look like Andrew Luck he doesn't look like a Matt Ryan or or a a Drew Brees or a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers he doesn't or Patrick Mahomes he does not have that same uh, ability
0: yeah. I, I just don't I don't I don't see it yet. The Browns are fourth on this list by the way that we have in front of us. I believe it's yeah. from Vegas. Eight Insider. to one. Eight to one. They're ahead of the Chargers, the Steelers, the Texans, the Ravens.
1: It's way too high. Yeah. I, and, and people are overhyping the Browns just because they have all this talent. Look how it worked out for the Eagles a few years ago when they had all this. They had, like, the best Madden team anyone's ever seen. They get Namdi Asamoah, and their defense is ridiculous. Vince and they were, they were trash. Yeah. They were so bad. You have to be able to – I understand that there's a lot of talent there. You have to be able to play together. And, first of all, it starts at the head coach. I don't know – how How do I know I can trust Freddie Kitchens? Then it goes to the quarterback. I don't know if I can trust Baker Mayfield to handle all this, all this talent.
0: Yep. And so our final pick, we already went 10 minutes longer than I thought we would, but that's fine, <laughs> is our pick for the Super Bowl, and we both basically said it at this point. Like, we're, we're both picking the Patriots. Yeah,
1: it's, it, the best bets here are the Patriots. It's not, there's there's no debating it. It's, I know, I
0: don't have a dark horse. It's no, just, it's,
1: I mean, I guess if I'm going to pick a dark horse, I'm going to go to the NFC and I'm going to choose, Uh, you know, a, a team like Seattle at. Thirty to one, just right. because I really, like I said, I really, really like Seattle this year. But overall, I don't think there's any debate here. I think we have to go Patriots. They've proven time and time again in big games they show up, they play, and they outplay their opponent every time. They don't make mistakes, and that's the only thing they need to do. You need to play better than you've ever played and not make a mistake to beat the Patriots. That's asking the world of a guy like Patrick Mahomes or Jared Goff and Sean McVay or. Drew Brees and Sean Payton, and I don't think anybody can really stack up to that.
0: I have nothing to add to that. You made it move with that little speech right there. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I work, I work hard. <laughs> so uh, next week we were thinking maybe division winners, maybe over-under on wins total yeah, season. Yeah, total wins Check over-under. Check Twitter. We'll tweet this from the day account. Uh, shine, plug yourself. Twitch everything. Uh, just
1: it. at Shime Time on Twitter, Shime Time 12 on Instagram. I don't really go on there. and But make sure to... Follow the Off Day Pod on Twitter and Instagram, right. as well as uh, subscribe. Give them a little five-star yeah, love. So,
0: so we've got off at Off Day Pod on Twitter, at Off Day Podcast on Instagram. Facebook.com slash offdaypodcast and uh, we have an email as well. It's offdaythepodcast at gmail.com. I'm, Feel
1: free to send us emails. We'll uh, respond yes, to them we
0: lovingly will. and with great humor. We've got a couple already and I'm at John W on Twitter. We are out. We'll catch you next week.
1: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New
0: iPhone 15s? All here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.